0: Hello, and thank you for visiting the IT Division blog. I am Aria. And I am Jenny. Greetings from
1: the Technology Innovation Office at Texas State University. Hello, Aria. Another week has gone by and here we are, ready to talk more low-code talk.
0: You are too funny, Jenny. But, yes, I am excited about today's episode.
1: Me too. Last week we completed our build from the ground up. I think it looked great, and one of the things that brings value to trips, journeys, and adventures is the time we take to reflect on what we have seen and experienced.
0: With this in mind, let's take a moment to reflect on the things we learned during the low-code bus journey to build an app from the ground up. This will be especially valuable for our Microsoft 365 champions, since it can help in sharing with others. After all, a key to learning is teaching, and a key to building community is sharing. #sharingiscaring. sharing is caring.
1: So let's go over the highlights of our trip. The build an app from the ground-up project brought into the picture not just some of the inner workings of power apps and the power platform, but also introduced some basic concepts on design. Especially working with a customer group and tackling the technical components only after
0: we understood the needs of the users. We discussed that in the first post and then you were introduced to a way for making designs more consistent and easier to change by creating a template master screen duo to set color schemes, icons, and fonts. In the next episode, we looked at the data requirements for the application. And only after having established those, did we choose a platform to host the data. In that part of the exercise, we chose to use a SharePoint list. This was a new concept we had not touched on before and it highlights a couple of things. First, the flexibility of Power Apps to leverage a diverse set of data sources in a single build, and second, the fact that some of those data sources are both powerful enough for limited deployment builds and accessible to most Microsoft 365 users.
1: During the second phase of our journey, we built the home screen and picked up another useful skill. We learned to assign labels to buttons by using a function to look up their assigned category in the data source. This meant a few things. First, we did not need to create individual buttons for each item, and we did not have to hand code their category. Second, if we switched the category for the item, we would not need to go find the button and switch it to. A change in the category entry would immediately be reflected in the app. And third, if we misspelled the category, we would only need to change it in one place and the app would be updated within seconds.
0: On the third phase of the journey, we built two screens, the Details screen and the Edit screen, then learned how to interconnect them. We saved quite a bit of effort here by using our template master screen duo as initial sources. In building the Details screen, we learned how to set a rich text field, how to reorganize content in an app screen, and how to take advantage of some of the default data fields that SharePoint automatically creates with each list. In this screen, we also learned how to delete items from our data source. As we created the edit screen, we learned how Power Apps can use the edit screen as the tool to edit and update existing content in our data source. We also saw how to use the same screen to create new entries or content for our data source. The concept here was that the role the edit screen plays is based on the structure function we use to call it up. Additionally, we learned how to cancel edits and how to save edits. Finally, as
1: we hit the home stretch in our journey, we learned how to sort content in the home screen by specifying the order in which items appear in the browse gallery. Then we built a complex function to provide users with search and filter elements, entries by title and category. From there, the finishing touches were associated with the user interface. We removed elements that did not help functionality, added color items where we defined fill based on an if statement that looked at the item category, and we applied the same principle to assign icons.
0: This build was an amazing collection of skills and development of functions. The companion blog post to this episode has links to each lesson, so you can easily follow this as a sequence. Of course, we cannot forget the song we all came to love or hate during this journey. We built all this amazing stuff with no code, no code, no code. As we have shared so many times before, though, this makes it pretty clear that projects that would have taken hours upon hours of work can now be accomplished with a few mouse clicks and keystrokes. What this means is that individuals and teams within the organization can become citizen developers and advance their work and that of others in meaningful ways. The journey to empowerment is exciting, and we hope your horizons are being broadened. This is a really
1: exciting and amazing set of tools. I just love all these things we build in the
0: garage. In
1: the meantime,
0: keep it low code. For Jenny, at the Technology Innovation Office at Texas State University, this has been Aria.
1: Bringing you today's news from our innovation garage. For more information, visit us at www.to.txstate.edu. Until next time, Bobcats!